Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. We are on the eve of week 14. Home stretch of the season here, Andy. Four games left for every team. This is it. Final quarter. Hold up the four fingers. The quarter pole. Fourth no, quarter. You, you hold like they up do the, in college. Is no, it you hold up the fist. Fingers? You hold up the fist, fist. That's what the referees do when it's no, fourth, fourth down. down. Yeah, but when it's the fourth quarter in college football, oh, don't yeah. they all hold oh, up yeah, four yeah, fingers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth quarter. This is not a college that's football. The dumbest, it's a dumb tradition. I don't appreciate when they do that. I'm like, this is stupid stuff. Um, but so don't. You know what was a better tradition? Um, what's that? When the referees actually had pistols. <laughs> and they would shoot a gun off to signify halftime. Yeah, that was fun. Um, Took that away. Thanks, era. Obama. Different era. <laughs> First, they came for the halftime refs pistol shooting. Uh, okay. Into As we week. sit here with four games left, it becomes a little bit more reasonable to kind of look at everybody who's contending here, look at their schedules, try to make evaluations of, okay, I feel like these, this team can go three and one down the stretch, which would put them here. I feel like this team is two and two. This team's in line for a one and three. Um, You know, those kind of conclusions you can draw a little bit out of, as you look at who's playing who uh, down the home stretch here, that should lend itself into evaluating the futures market a bit. Um, And I got to tell you, it looks wide freaking open outside yep. of the uh, outside of the world beating Baltimore Ravens. Um, and I don't know. Do you have any general even, future yeah. thoughts or should we look into the, some of the more fun markets to see if there's any value? Yeah. As far as just super like to win the Super Bowl, I didn't really have anything. There is one team in the AFC that I don't mind their schedule just based off the schedule that is in front of them. If you look at all the playoff teams that aren't quite playoff teams, basically from the division leaders, plus the Buffalo bills down Oakland, Indy, Tennessee, and even I'm going to throw Houston in there because, you know, there is kind of a three-way race in the AFC South. If you, if you want to continue to include Indy, which I'm not hundred percent sure we should outside of a wild card spot. The, I looked at those schedules. And they, if you if you go just by strength of schedule, they're all pretty similar. But I just I just think Tennessee and Houston they're kind of right there. Like, yeah, like sure. he, Tennessee, Tennessee. Tennessee can win. They they get Houston twice. If Tennessee they win, beating yeah. Houston twice does not seem that far fetched. Just with how they Tennessee match up just has them. to beat Houston in the first head to head, and then you can come back on a fat number exactly. on Houston after exactly no that's exactly what I'm looking at I can find Tennessee to win the AFC South for three and a half to one right now wow and see I that, think I'm taking that that's yeah that's not a great I like it at all. I like um, it better they, than <laughs> I like it better than the 28 to one to win the AFC there is also I did find um some to make the playoffs futures I'm gonna have to find where I found those again I, I have every book I use open looking at some of these now and I want to, yeah, Tennessee three, three and a half to one at a few different places. I don't mind that, but there was a plus plus one twenty five just to make the playoffs because out of all the wildcard teams, I think they're probably playing the best and have the schedule that 
conducive to them getting to that nine and seven. Well, let's talk about Tennessee for a second. So they're three point favorites on the road, effectively three point favorites in the road at Oakland this week. Um, we have a little bit of enthusiasm for that and that, them in that spot. Um, next week they are hosting Houston. So they get to host Houston first. The look ahead would imply that Tennessee is going to be minus two and a half in that spot. So if they take care of business as favorites these next two weeks, you are sitting on probably a market that's lined 50, 50. Yep. And at that point they have two, they have a tough uh, finale. They host the saints and then they go at the Texans, but um, I'm not in love with the saints in that spot at all. uh, To be honest with you. Um, So yeah, I mean, three, if they win their next three, um, which is entirely possible given where they're playing and how they're playing. Um, yeah, that's an incredible value at plus 350. And then you can come, you can swing away on whatever the line is, you know, you have money line on Houston on, uh, on week 17. And at that point, Houston will presumably be playing to, to either clinch their wild card spot or to, um, to, you know, somehow win via tiebreaker win the AFC South. So I like that. I like that call a lot. Yeah. Houston, um, Houston, uh, I feel like they probably get it done at home versus the Broncos. We'll get into that game when we get to it. But if they do lose to the Titans, then they head to kind of a squirrely spot where they got to go face the Buccaneers against your probably your league leader in yardage and interceptions this year. Yeah, I think it's kind of a weird spot. I think there is a high likelihood of both of those. That's a that's a goofy that's a goofy game for them. So I yeah, at three and a half to one, I think the value's there. That's it's funny. Normally I find some stuff I like this time of year. And I mean I looked and looked. I just I don't want to force it. There's some player props. We'll get into those quick too, but that's really outside of Tennessee. There wasn't a ton I loved, especially in the NFC. I don't have, know, do, uh, have do you have anything people... in the NFC you love? Well, I, I have like? a I have a very important question for you. Are we giving up on the Rams? They're they're right there, aren't they? They're just a game with Minnesota losing last night, not last night, Monday night. They're not that far out. And and I I per, you know we'll get to the Seahawks cap, but you know the market is flipped on that. Um, believes that the Rams will win against the Seahawks. Then they got to go at the Cowboys at the Niners. That's two tough contests, and then they yeah. get to host the Cardinals, who they put away exceptionally convincingly last week. So you would think. If they can surprise the Cowboys um, and get a little, uh, you know, get a little revenge against the Niners, they're, they're going to have to go four zero down the yeah. stretch. That's and that, that's that's, that's, that's the only reason that I'm probably staying away from them. Like one, they're of, getting right though. They are getting right. The coin flip game. I don't mind betting them this week. I'm looking into it, but two and two feels two and two feels like what's going to happen. Do they have? But, I think they win this week. I think they win at the Cardinals. I think two and two is the most yeah, likely scenario. I guess the reasons the and reasons Minnesota support, schedule is obviously just easier. Yeah. Don't love the Rams. Obviously, not in love with them. Um, but not don't love don't love golf. Um, but they're healthy. They've they've solidified some things with their offensive line. Um, they uh, they're getting a lot of their weapons back in the passing game. Gurley looks fresh. They have the best defensive player in the NFC and Aaron Donald and uh, Jalen Ramsey can cover. Nick so got traded? <laughs> you think Nick Bosa? I, I guess. Oh, yeah. Aaron so, Donald, I mean, I guess Aaron Donald had a, it, yeah, he can absolutely so take the, over the price. Game. The price isn't, isn't good enough on Rams to make the playoffs to take a swing at that. I mean, they, they just, they're going to have to do a lot in weeks 15, 16. Yeah. That, I just feel like it's so likely that both of those teams, Minnesota and St. Louis, Minnesota and LA 
go two and two. God, it's been yeah. years. Yeah. I, I think it's so likely they both go two and two that I'm not really interested in that at the, at the moment. What's the price look like on um, Minnesota to get the uh, NFC North? Oh, there's some nice numbers on that. And if you are a believer that they get it done at home in a few spots here, God, where's uh, NFC divisions again? Their only road game from here on in is at the Chargers. So effectively they finish with four straight road, four straight homies. Yeah, you can get 225, 250, I want to say. I have that one written down somewhere. Depends where you're looking. Here's a plus 225. I don't know if I'd play that. Maybe just parlay a couple games. Okay. Essentially, just parlay the three division games. If they win those, they'll win the division. Hmm. Good point. Um, okay. Well, that's. Uh, I, I think uh, out of the futures, Mar, are we missing anything obvious? Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you still think Dallas gets it done? Rams to make the playoffs was plus 250 at Bavada. Don't, don't love it. I wish it was bigger. What do you think, Dallas or uh, or Philly? Dallas. I think they have the better schedule. What better happens offense. to them in the playoffs in the fourth I seed? I think I they lose to Seattle, lose yeah. to the Niners, beat the Niners, lose to Seattle, lose they, to both. Whichever NFC West team they play, probably lose to. Okay. All right. Well, so long, so long, Cowboys. I guess um, there are some weird ones, though. If you want to look at that NFC East, if you want to, if you want to do some dutching, I'm looking at Philadelphia to win the division at plus one seventy five at some places, and there's Cowboys to win the division lower than that, like minus one sixty. It's pretty close to being arbitrageable. Who uh, who comes out of the NFC at this point? If you had to take a step. <clears throat> Oh man, they, I know they all have flaws. I hate so much about them. Like Seattle's basically their coaching and their coaching philosophy. The the Niners, you know, quarterback problems at times when they're not facing a weak secondary. Quan Alexander still hurts. Kittle, you know, he's an injury risk, and you've seen what it looks like when Kittle's not in. That offense just stops. Uh, the Saints with yeah, the Saints. As much shit as we talk about them from week to week, and as hard as we are on Drew Brees, it's still just it's a scheme that it's a scheme that works. I mean, they yeah, still have two good some home games. They, yeah, they have home games in the dome, and they have two decent running backs to kind of lean on if Brees can't throw the deep ball. If they don't get behind, you know, more than a score or two in games, they're they're never out of it. They're such a savvy team with experience and a a good head coach, so. Saints probably. Okay. All right. Um, or Vikings. Or Vikings. Yeah, I don't think the Vikings are going to have to have. There, there's way too much of them having to go on the road and having to play perfect games, and they have a huge liability in their secondary. Any yeah. team can come back on them. Yeah, they have any a team. Lot, they any have team. a lot of liabilities. Basically, any basically any team in the mix can come back on the Vikings, in my opinion. Um, I guess uh, is Russell Wilson the best quarterback in the NFC playoff picture by a lot, by a little. He is. He's better than Dak. Just as a as a full a full blown player, his scrambling ability, his ability to just extend plays. I mean, he's he's that team. He's been doing that for years. It's not like have, some surprise. Have they used up all of their? Uh, 
nine lives here, getting to ten wins. And if they get the wild card five hole, uh, can they go and win three road games to get to the Super Bowl? They're kind of that squirrely team, aren't they? They could. I don't know. We we had this uh, we had this discussion on Twitter with a few people, and we've talked about it a little off air. And we can't quite decide because we we ran the Pythag numbers on them, and it came out with the you know with their current points they've scored and points against. They're playing where they should end the season at nine and seven, which doesn't work when you've already won ten games. Basically, they should be they should be seven and five right now. Yeah, they should be seven and five. So they they are playing like a nine and seven team in the long run. And you had a good point as far as. How did you know? Someone asked, "How does this regress? Will this regress quickly over the season? Will it regress next year?" Maybe that's the actual answer. But there's there's a scenario where they blow out a couple teams, and their their point differential changes greatly, and that number comes up to meet what the actual results on the field are, or it actually does regress, and they lose a bunch of games close because you can't win every close game. These things happen. Ah, God, it was like three, four years ago. The Texas Rangers did it. They won like every one run ball game in the world. And I, <laughs> I I thought I was pretty smart. I bet against him the next year for regular season win total. It worked out, mm-hmm. but it's not always going to be that simple in, in the NFL where the sample size is so much smaller. It's hard to regress over like, oh, it's four more games. It's not a big enough sample size to see a heavy regression. Like you, you could see them win four more games by two or three points. That shit can happen. It's yeah, absolutely it's just, sure. It's a small, it's a small end. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> problem. That's the problem with the NFL in, in general. Sixteen games is the best you're ever going to get uh, regular season. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I got one eye on the Seahawks. I do think that they fall back down into the wild card mix. I don't think that they get the one or two seed. Um, I think the Niners get there, and I have re- reservations about the Niners in the playoffs. Um, Jimmy G having never gotten a start is a huge red flag. Um, I also have reservations about. Uh, I mean, I have reservations about a lot of NFC teams. You mentioned the ones about the the Saints, but if they're at home, uh, and if you have all of this experience with Drew Brees, um, you know that could carry you. Um, yeah, that's the thing. You, you put Russell Wilson, you put Drew Brees, you put Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. All quarterbacks who've you know gone to and won a Super Bowl, and then you got Jimmy G. Never started a playoff game. Dak. I guess I'm going to put it more on their coaching staff trying to muddle their way through a playoff game. And then whoever else, like Kirk Cousins, are you going to, you going to trust him on the road in the playoffs or God forsake Jared Goff going like to San Fran or even worse, one of the teams that have an actual home field advantage, like Seattle in the dome down in New Orleans. Like, yeah, it, it's, I feel like maybe we'll just bet on that. We'll bet on experience in the playoffs. Yeah. But in the, the mar- in the future's market, you're not going to hit a home run at this point. No, no, there's nothing, nothing really sticking out at this moment. We'll, we'll okay. revisit this next week if there's some wonkiness and we need to, we need to get wild with it. What about um, Ravens? I'm holding the Ravens ticket that I have a pretty significant investment in from preseason. I think it was uh, August 30th, uh, about 14 to one to win the AFC. What? Are you ready to crown them? Crown their ass. No, but I'm I'm not hedging that until the till the AFC title game. I'm I'm they're gonna win the first game in the playoffs, I would think. Again, I just I just made a case against inexperience, but 
It's just such a good coaching staff. Oh, he's got one. He's got is that yeah, he had a stinker last he year. He did have he, had a, he got a stinker out of his way. Cla- perfect, classic. Perfect call. I love classic. it. Classic. Yeah, they'll they'll win. I think they win in the divisional round, and then if you want, you can lay off at least your liability. Um are you concerned? I mean, do they need the one seed? Do they need home games against the either the Patriots or the Chiefs? I'd want it against the Chiefs. I don't think it matters that they have to go up to Gillette. Okay. I agree with you on that. Um, how about the fact that path means that if they get the two seed, they will likely have to eliminate the Chiefs at home and then the Patriots on the road. It isn't easy, but the way they're cruising right now, even – I mean, do you want to call it a stinker last week? I thought they was, were great last week. They, yeah, they I thought good. the refs. I thought the refs were the neutralizing oh, they, factor. They, they absolutely were. Like they people did not say, give oh, the you Ravens know, was, a couple of calls they deserved. That and was they too gave many the points. Niners a couple. Yeah. Yeah. People crowing about cashing the Niners ticket, which I was pretty close to. I was pretty close to betting both sides of that at, at certain points <laughs> during the week. I'm glad I just. Yeah. I'm glad I just avoided that one altogether. I'm glad you got your under. That was mm. pretty wild that that came through at all. But that was uh, fun. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, that uh, we'll get we'll get to the we'll emotion. get to the game against the Bills here in a few. Okay. All right. So sit tight on my AFC title ticket. Yeah. <laughs> don't put don't uh, run throw it up on prop swap. I can't anyway because it's at uh, bookmaker. But that's beside the point. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's cruise down. Any, any other props popping? MVP Lamar slam dunk. I don't think that's coming into question. I, even if Russell Wilson He's, does something insane down the stretch, I think Lamar is still absolutely slam dunk. Yeah, he's There's, minus three fifty most places. Dude, do you know that it's not inconceivable he could win the rushing title? <laughs> yeah, especially Cook, <laughs> Cook's injured, and if they they start dude, doing some different things in, in Christian Carolina. McCaffrey, put Christian McCaffrey on ice. Cooks is injured. I mean, seriously, like I, Nick Chubb is the leader right now but uh kareem hunt is sharing sharing carries at this point like lamar jackson could win the rushing title how fucking awesome would that be i'm sure a quarterback did it back in like <laughs> back in, you know like the, the 1926 no Akron way. pros i bet you know i did i don't even know maybe 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 um but uh how about the other awards i who would you pick for uh dpoy right now Usually it goes to a team that gets a top two seed and they pick the best defensive player on a team that is crowned. You are here because your defense is so awesome. I know. I wanted, That's why I wanted to make a case for 8-1 to one on uh, Nick Bosa. I think it's that's hard, a decent case. There's a case there for sure. It's hard to give it to, you know, you There's want to a case give it to made. an established player. Like, because he, yeah. Nick, Nick yeah. Bosa already has an award. He's going to right. win an award already. Like, do yeah. you give them both? That's what his statistics. Tough. His statistics are he's going to get deep D rookie of the year. Um, oh, for sure. His statistics are a little light to warrant consideration. I think. Um, I agree. He's had amazing disruptive disruptive play, and he's been kind of the the final piece that they needed to really make their defense as good as they've been. Um, but in terms of sacks, he's top ten, but not really knocking on the door to win the sack title. Um, you're not going to give it to Shaq Barrett, even though he's been unbelievable. Tennessee, Tampa, Tampa's defense is just too bad overall. Same with Chandler Jones. TJ Watt may be in the mix if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs, but probably not. Um, talk me out of Cameron Jordan. 13 and a half sacks so far. Saints kind of got 
here because of how well their defense played and Drew Brees' absence, in my opinion. 13 and a half sacks. If he wins the sack title uh, and they're a top two seed, is that not worth the look at? Uh, what, what, do you, what am I? Am I seeing 25 to one for Cameron 20, Jordan? It, it is a bit heavy for that's a big number for a player of his caliber, especially if they have a couple nice games down the stretch. They do get home field. Maybe Are they going to be on TV? At least, a two, at least a two seed. Are yeah. they going to be on TV? Do they have some? Do they have some primetime games? They need some if that's going to hit. Maybe, there, yeah, maybe we should be. Maybe we should be looking at that. Like who has some primetime games to get somebody excited for it? <sighs> Not seeing them. Yeah. Are they going to flex week sixteen? If they flex uh, uh, the Saints week sixteen, then oh no, didn't they flex somebody dumb that week? Oh no, no, no. next next that's week 15, they flex fifteen. <laughs> next week they flex somebody dumb. Fullbacks uh, have won rushing titles. I wouldn't mind seeing Titans uh, versus the Saints in primetime week sixteen. Probably not going to do it. I mean, if the Titans beat the if the Titans beat Houston, they're going to go for eyeballs and put Cowboys Eagles in primetime slot Gross. unless Fox cock, cock blocked them. Um, so. All right. Yeah, okay. Well, may, may not get enough consideration just based on the eyeballs thing, but maybe if we start making a case on Twitter that Cam Jordan should be given consideration, then uh, he'll start to make some noise. Because I honestly, like, I'm looking at the market leader right here, Stefan Gilmore. It's yeah, not exciting. It's not. Uh, and his play was has faded a lot from the first half of the season. And that's a team. Uh, you know, defense is, is a, a team uh, success for New England. It's not all based on Gilmore's play. Um, same man or Donald. I don't think you can give it to, uh, to the Rams. This statistical profile is huge step back from last year and they may not make the playoffs. It's a tough sell. Um, it is, it is a tougher sell. Plus he won it two years in a row. You get a little bit of yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think, I think we need, this is what I'm going to dig into a little bit, I think, and maybe, uh, look at some previous years, what we had, because, it feels like outside of last, you know, the last two years when they did give it to a defensive tackle. And I mean, he set the record for most sacks by an interior lineman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he had a wild ass year. I mean, it usually goes to an edge guy that gets a bunch of sacks, you know, and a bunch of flash plays, Khalil Mack, God, JJ Watt, yeah. Luke, you know, Luke Keekley coming from the linebacker spot. It hasn't gone to, I guess, you know, Keekley a linebacker, but. Suggs. I mean, these are just big names to make big plays. You got to have somebody that's kind of, you know what I mean, a little bit flashy that has yeah. has the stats to go along with it on a good team as well. We need a we need a we need a signature play from him against uh, against the Niners when everyone's watching, and we'll just start tweeting it out. There's your DPOI right there, Cameron Jordan. Give that's it your Heisman moment. That's your there's your there's your, there's, your there's his DPOI. <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year. Congratulations to Cameron Jordan. We'll just put it out there into the universe and see if it uh, if it catches. Because I mean, it's not it's it's not crazy that he could take a take the sack total this year. He's well, playing great. It. Yeah, definitely betting it. He had four. He had four against. Oh, you know why? You know I did. Know why? A lot of people did see him get four sacks against the Falcons. Some people, some people did. Some people didn't. I don't remember that, but apparently he got four sacks against the Falcons on Thanksgiving night. Oh um, yeah, we were. Anybody <laughs> saw that scope? Way gone. Did not register that he had such a great performance. 
Um, how come the number's still 25 to one after that? This is, they just haven't revisited this market and sharpened it up. I think 25 to one is better, let's get this. I'm putting this, I'm putting this in the hopper, man. 25 putting to it one. In the Cam hopper. Jordan, Cam Jordan going in the queue. Um, wouldn't shock me if they avoid this. Like, Oh, that was a bad number. Our bad. Cause th- this is a really bad number. We meant, we meant the tight end. <laughs> we meant Jordan, the tight Jordan end. Cameron, Jordan Cameron. Yes. This is Jordan comma Cameron, not Cameron Jordan. God. Um, any other award or fun props that are worth uh, mm. talking about before we dive into this card? Nope. I'm ready to okay. start the week. Who Let's plays go. Thursday? Thursday Who night plays football. Thursday? This is not a short week. This is a normal week for Dallas Cowboys. This is weird. Bears. Yeah. Does this happen? Yeah. Every year. Cow- every year the Cowboys go on the road to the, um, to the team that played so some team that played on the road the previous Thursday. Right, they 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 do this every year to kind of. Did keep I, the I probably ask the same time. question last year? Then. Yeah, I think last year it was the Cowboys versus the Saints or something like that. Or anyway, they do this every year. They do the Cowboys play on this consecutive Thursdays. I feel like the last four or five years. Either way, Prescott Trubisky is a mismatch on paper, no matter how you draw it up. Um, there was some, um, we talked about it on Sunday, dude, this Dallas number is two and a half. Should we snap this up now before it goes at three? Uh, I did a little, I've nibbled at it for limits were anything noteworthy and, uh, it got to three and then there was a little groundswell for Chicago, a little, a uh, little buzz, a little, Ooh, Akeem Hicks is practicing. They're going to defense is going to be better. Dallas is overrated and Chicago dropped down to two and a half, but actually psych. Uh, Akeem Hicks is not going to be ready this week. No, no or Psych. next week. Or next week. I don't know. I think he's coming week 15. Isn't that what uh, our buddy Wilson? Maybe. Anyway, that's, I think that's he's not playing. He's not playing week 14. That's for sure. Um, and uh, Mitch Risky, by the way, not 100% healthy. So kind of not a great matchup. But it's going to be a against theme Dallas. This week. Yeah, there's a lot of not healthy guys. Um, but yeah, oh, Trubisky did not. You know, he had he had a couple of moments during that Lions game that were real suspect in terms of his uh, his mobility, his um, you know his his fitness. Um, does Dallas get right in the spot? In your opinion, they need to hope so. They are not. I mean, while the number is pretty favorable for them to win the division, I mean it's not all in locked up. The Eagles have some winnable games down the stretch here. Like they need to get these this kind of game done. Chicago at six and six is not eliminated from the wild card, but man, they're I mean they're on life support. And Dallas is just a better team, better offense, no hicks back. You've got some good, you've still got good players on the Chicago D line. But I mean, we've talked about this a few weeks in a row. It's not the same without Hicks. The pressure numbers have been way, way, way lower. They're rated 23rd in adjusted sack rate by football outsiders right now. They're just not getting pressure. This is not the same team as last year. That's, I mean, they're in the bottom third of the league for sack rate. They're not getting to quarterbacks. If they don't get to Dak and they're not covered, you know, it's just, it's going to turn into Dak hitting his guys. I, I don't, I never know when Cooper's healthy or not. He's never healthy or not, but it's, it's the kind of game where Dak has all day to throw. And they beat him handily. I'm actually half tempted with this over, but I'm probably uh, staying away from it. I'm staying away from it. <laughs> I know. I just I played so, it. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, I, I I was tempted. The Cowboys lost. They have a hurt guard, but I mean, both tackles are in. That's kind of how you take care of Mac and the other side. Who's mm-hmm. the other guy on the other side? He's good too. 
Yeah. Um, oh, Floyd. Yeah. Or, uh, or Roquan Smith. Um, just yeah. I mean, you've got yeah. two really good tackles. Um, there's a really good article today on, and maybe it came out yesterday on uh, PFF about Dallas's play calling decisions on second down. Mm-hmm. Like teams, teams that throw an incompletion on first down, they get, <clears throat> they get mind fucked and they get scared of throwing yeah. a second incompletion and sure. third and 10 when you should be throwing the ball on second and 10. And they've done a great job <clears throat> of that. And not only that, on the other end of things, when it's second and four or less, you should be running the ball. And they've done a great job of that as well. So if they can continue to do things like this and Dak's throwing the ball well, they're putting themselves in good situations and third down against a team that's not getting pressure, Dallas probably scores a bunch, and I think your over is fine. Can you diagnose for me what's going on? It's not great. Can can you uh, riddle me what's going on with this uh, difference in power numbers? Two, six, and six teams, and we're talking about a six-point difference in power number here? Does that check out to you? I have – huh. I just looked at mine. <laughs> we got huh. four points, three points, four, probably. Three and three quarters. Three and three quarters. Okay. Dallas should so, be favored by like one. Yeah. Okay. Great now, yeah, well, that, yeah, and the same thing, you know, one or two and a half is not a huge yeah, this is you know, true. This is not a big deal. At three, I don't think Dallas is bad at all, um, personally. Um, now, Chicago at six and six. It feels like the some, the sentiment, the the feeling, the air around them is the team that's underachieved. Yet they're six and six. Dallas is a team that has this offense that has just been spectacular this season, but they've only won six. They've lost six games. Like what? What's what's the what's what's the underlying issue here with Dallas? I don't know, and that's why I'm not betting this game. This team <laughs> lost to the Jets. This team lost to a team. That yeah. lost to Cincinnati and Miami. Like, yeah. they, and are, they, they lost to him with, with prejudice, it felt like. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it took a, quite the second half comeback to make it look respectable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, no thanks. Okay. Hmm. 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 I don't mind you're over. What number did you get? Uh, 42. Actually, I it was 42 and a half when I bet it, but I sold up to 43, 4, plus 104. It's 43 and a half painted across the board. So good job by you. Okay. I think we're looking good. And I'm on over 43 at plus 104. I think this is a comp- I mean, honestly, like the Dallas defense is taking an enormous step back this year. They're not. Yeah. And the, the Bears have a couple of decent receivers. Pressure. They're not covering well. And yeah, they'd be yeah, exactly like there's there, you know, there, there will be opportunity here for Trubisky and Chicago and company to score some points. There might be some mm-hmm. turnovers in this game. Uh, this is, this sets up, I think for, uh, a little bit more of a shootout, not like a field position than, uh, you know, a field goal type of game. Um, weather looks fine. Uh, this, I think, lands in the 47-ish range. I'm going to call it, uh, we'll call it uh, 20. 47 nothing. 26-23 Dallas, I think, is how this works out. A push. A push on the, on the side or a cover if you've got an early number of two and a half. And, uh, a handful of points over the total. Um, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you tee us up for – is this the game of the week? Uh, not really. Not when you have Miami and the Jets playing later on, but actually at the same time. <laughs> but, yes, two teams – and we, we, we touched on this a little last week and maybe the week before, but teams that maybe both of them are at sell points, and that makes it tough to sell either. 
but Buffalo and Baltimore are kind of at the at the top of things right now as far as their value in the market. Buffalo, you know, got disparaged for an easy schedule, and then they beat Dallas on national TV. Dallas being a you know another playoff team, a division leader from cross conference. They made them look bad. Baltimore, I don't have to say what they've done. They've made everybody look bad for a while now, and they they can put up a shitload of points in a hurry. And they even looked pretty decent against a world class defense and got it done against you know their their counterpart as far as Super Bowl favorites in the NFC. I don't know if I love much about this one. You know, was was the spread actually too high last week? Does it continue to be too high? Are you paying a premium for Baltimore? I think maybe the answer is a little low. No, just because Buffalo is also a little rated, you know, just over, I don't want to say overrated, but as far as the market sentiment for Buffalo right now, they're at a high spot. They're coming off extra rest. They're at home. They're getting six points. I'd be tempted with Buffalo, but it's it's not a good matchup for them. They are susceptible to the run. I think it's going to be a, a case of Josh Allen has a bad game because Josh Allen doesn't touch the ball much. But Baltimore is yeah. grinding out Josh seven, Allen. 17 play, 96-yard drives, and doing what they did against the Texans. It's hard yeah. to cover a spread when Baltimore scores a touchdown on every drive. And I don't yeah. think they'll need to score 40 here. Josh Allen, um, are you getting caught up at all in the hype train? Are you getting any like like when like when I when I bring up Josh Allen, are you like, man, are were we wrong about him? Has he gotten better? Has he improved under our nose? We haven't really been watching Bills games because they've been playing you know trash cans. Like what like what's your current temperature on Josh Allen? I'm warming. I still don't think it's a good long term solution. He just he, he's a nice runner, but it's not like Lamar numbers. His passing uh, somebody had a stat like his passing was similar to Lamar's over the last eight games, but it's like, yeah, but you didn't beat the Texans, the Niners, the Patriots, the you know, the, the Ravens went through a tough stretch of games and came out smelling like a rose. Buffalo, while it was a nice win, it you know, the Dallas win, I, I don't want to take anything away from it. That was a nice win, it's not. You know, it's not beating the Patriots like they did. It's not embarrassing the Texans. It's not getting it done against the Niners. This is this will be a true. Like if if they surprise and shock the world and beat Baltimore, then I guess we have to change our we have to change our whole thought process on Buffalo. Well, I don't know. I, well, okay, I'm going to challenge that in a second. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I can tell you for sure. It seems crazy not to want to lay five five and a half for this Ravens team after they beat the Seahawks on the road by 14, after they beat the Patriots at home by 17, they beat the Texans by 35, they beat the Rams by 40, uh, and they uh, easily could have beaten the Niners by more than a field goal last week, but they didn't have to. They they got the win. So why then not take Lamar Jackson and company on their victory tour here. I st- I can tell you I stayed away largely because it's a big number. It's a big number and it's a you flat can bet spot. Them minus twelve yeah. at home, and it all is a those flat games, spot. They have all a big those game games that up. I just rattled off there. Those yeah. were all uh, the only one that was in the mix besides those uh, those unbelievably impressive wins against true blue blue contenders. 
The only other one in there was the Bengals, which they also just completely took care of business. So like they've been playing up. Yeah, that was supposed playing, to be the flat spot. That was supposed <laughs> to be the flat spot. And they just, they they've steamrolled them. them. So like they, like they are on an absolute tear over the last six weeks of or six games, which is seven weeks, including their bye. that I, I just, I don't know how long they can play at the very top of their range. Um, I worry about this spot here with the bills, especially because, they got a short week and they host the Jets on Thursday next week. Uh, it's not a tough game, but I don't love the idea that, yeah, you got to turn around and play a short week here. So like if you're in, if you're up by 10, you know, they haven't been pulling their punches, you know, they haven't been taking their foot no, off. No, the but they're not the kind of team that gets backdoored on a big spread. Like they, no, even with RG three, the they went, this to would be the week. Yeah, this is the week. It, it is a good defense. It's on the road. Um, another reason I'm probably staying away. The weather up in Buffalo can turn on a dime. It can get pretty gross up there. Like you remember the Buffalo indie game from a yeah, couple yeah. years ago. Like I, I didn't know that was going to snow until they flipped to that game in the hour before. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. There's Blizzard. six inches of snow <laughs> on the field. Like that was, that was a fun game to watch, but yeah, I'm going to pass on this one. Lean Baltimore. wish it was smaller. If there's some Buffalo steam and see like a four and a half, if God help us, I might add it late. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about if they're down, down in halftime? Oh, I never mind a good halftime bet. Okay. All right. I don't really know what to make of Buffalo. I still think they're frauds. I think so. I still think I like like Josh Allen. Like I had this commentary, and you would tell me if this is good or bad or otherwise. And wait, actually, this we talked about this. Like you can find a you know a seven eight game sample from Mitch Trubisky's performance last year where you'd be like, oh, he figured it out. He's developing. He's growing. He's going to be a <laughs> he's going to be a quarterback that That's I'm going to put an comparison. MVP bet on next season because he's going to yeah. take another step forward. And then he fell flat on his fifth, flat on his fucking face. Uh, I still feel like, I mean, I feel like Josh Allen has that potential arc still uh, left to play out. If um, you know, if his passing doesn't get to the, you know, to the level of some of the the better players in the league, um, Lamar Jackson is just a different athlete, and his passing has been great this year. And they're putting weapons around him that complement it. I know Buffalo has done that same sort of thing. Uh, they've gotten some nice receivers, put them around him. John Brown's having an amazing season. Um, Sean McDermott is a great coach. I feel like I want to give much more of the credit to Buffalo's success to this point, to the coach and to um, just having a, a schedule that has played out soft as baby poo. Um, and I think this is a wake-up call for them. I really think, I think, I think I Baltimore. Do, I do kind of hope they get the shit beat out of them. Like, just from a so. personal standpoint. <laughs> Or are we better off or are we better off if it's competitive and then we get a better price to fade Buffalo against Houston in round one of the playoffs? I mean, I'd like that too, but either way, I'm happy. <laughs> so, Okay. All right. Well, let's move down the card to uh, actually, you know, we're going to play a game here where we uh, where we pass on a handful of these games entirely from breaking them down deep dive handicap style because they are just not worth getting that involved in. And we have so many to cover. We don't want to keep you here for five hours. Um, we may, we only want a four hour podcast. Um, so this is the first one of these uh, putting a line through this one. What was the, what was the setup you had for this? It's well, I did this by accident. I started writing notes in on three of the four that we are going to halfway pass on. I, I wrote no thanks. Okay. These are, these no, are thanks. no thanks. No thanks games. One sentence handicap. I'll do this one. Green Bay hosting Washington. Uh, you don't uh, you don't do well long term in this league betting the NFL if you're fading uh, the Packers in December at home. 
uh, especially when a rookie quarterback comes to town. All that said, there's no way in hell I'm laying 13 points uh, with this Green Bay team against anyone, let alone uh, a team that's looked somewhat frisky lately with the uh, the Washington um, the Washington uh, R words. Dwayne Haskins and company do for a stinker. I feel like this could get bad or it could be just a boring one that you forget was even ever played. Uh, no take on the tough side, no take on the total. Both look, um, you know, both look reasonable, but juice to the sides that I would want to place. I mean, you know, like a little, little premium on the side that I would want to play. So stay away. Yeah. Washington getting a lot of points, but they are on a back-to-back for Rody. They're not eliminated from the NFC East championship yet. They could win the division. Uh, Kerrigan cleared concussion protocol. All that's still probably not enough for me to take them. Green Bay is looking good against a bad secondary. They get another bad secondary this week, but at the same side, I don't want to lay that many points. So no thanks. Okay. Next one's you. Oh, Denver. No thanks. Oh, God, it is another (laughs) no thanks. Denver, Houston. Denver a little frisky, locked in, looked bad. They didn't deserve to win that game, at least not in regulation. That was really, really sketchy. We're actually recording the pod, or were we doing? I think we were doing this Sunday night podcast. Yeah, when, when played they, out live when for they us. called that. Jesus, that was rough. Then Denver may may have won in overtime. Who knows? But uh, yeah, lock. We don't know a ton about him yet. Uh, road game against a decent team. I'm I'm not excited about you know seeing what happens there. I hope they get it done because I'll have money on Tennessee to win the division. But uh, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I will add uh, to this that I did do a number grab on under forty one and a half when it was cheap. It's one seven. It's, it's maybe it's still as cheap. Uh, I think there's a very reasonable chance that this turns into just Houston takes care of business and uh, you know puts this game away on the ground. So yeah, this could, be, could, this be, could be like this the Jags game. One. Yeah, this could be like the Jags game we saw in uh, London, like 26-3, 26-6, something like that. Um, Denver only has really Cortland Sutton is their only player who can really make a difference. And I don't know if Locke's going to get all those same breaks that he got in that game against the Chargers on the road. Um, let's get back into the meat of this. I'll set this one up. I'll tee this one up. I took some strong positions on this game. San Francisco heads to New Orleans in a showdown between what we expected to be the one versus the two seed it has turned into the one versus the five. Thanks to the yeah. loss win combo between uh, Niners and Seahawks last week. Still humongous amount at stake in this game. Potentially if you win your, if you take, if you, if you take care of business down the stretch and you win the games you're supposed to win, this is still probably your two teams to get a buy. Uh, and the winner of this game likely hosts NFC championship game. If chalk prevails. That said, San Francisco, I think, has made some excellent tactical decisions from an organizational standpoint, staying on the East Coast, getting a full week of extended preparation in Florida instead of flying across the country twice. Uh, I love the way that they looked against Cincinnati in week two after doing this exact same you know, strategy. And um, I think we see a complete effort in all three phases from San Francisco against the Saints, even though it's in a hostile environment in the Superdome. Uh, I think this is a enormous step up in competition for for the saints they have been beating up on the um the pathetic afterthought of the nfc south for going on four weeks for last four games straight they've just played uh the trash cans that are the also rans in the nfc south Jesus, this is a much tougher game and 
I would expect that Drew Brees is going to have a tough day with the limitations he's facing with his injuries to the offensive line, missing all pros like Pete and Armstead against the best front four front seven in NFL with San Francisco is a recipe for disaster. I think San Francisco's coverage is up to the task of covering the likes of Michael Thomas. I think the other injuries around the saints camp Lattimore, I think Kamara is dealing with something still. Uh, I think all of these, you know, just adds up for, this is a bad spot for the saints. Um, the fact that you're going to give me a plus, I got involved early on the money line for the Niners. I missed the three and a half and I'm mad about it. Um, we you talked about mad. it on Sunday and I missed it and I'm mad because it's two and a half now. That's one. This is one of the bigger moves we've seen all season market wise. Yeah. Um, I agree with it. Uh, I'm on the money line right across the three. No yeah. assistance. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think the Niners win. I think they win by three and uh, I took them at plus 135 ish and it's currently at plus 125 ish. Mm. Um, if you missed out on any of this, do you, would you advocate if you, and you like San Francisco, would you advocate any other way to attack this? Niners team total over full game over. I bet, I sell, bet the over. Sell to I took, it took the over right away. Okay. It ticked up a little. It's ticking back down. Uh, Lattimore is not a hundred percent, which I guess that helps your bet. I yeah. think I think he's going to get roasted by Kittle and company, or whoever they throw. And you can say what you want about covering covering Evans. He's going to get his. San Francisco, not great against the run. Even if Kamara is banged up a little, I like Latavius Murray. He's been a starter in this league. He's a good running back. I mm-hmm. think they're going to do some uh, – when you face a fun, a fun defense, a not fun defense like this, a tough defense, You, I, it's almost – like you have to do a little extra. So I wonder if they don't pull out some funny t- Taysom Hill shit. I think they're mm. going to. Um, but I, I still agree with you. I would, if I had to lean on the side, definitely San Fran. I'm, I missed the number as well, but I did take the over. I think, I think it's actually a couple points low. Uh, New Orleans, New Orleans can be beat through the air. San Francisco can be beat on the ground. Both offenses are good. They'll move it. San Francisco's defense plays really well. I might be screwed, but I still think this is a couple points low. Do you think there's a chance that I get punked on my San Francisco love here by the injury report? You're going to get X-punked? I was, I'm was. i nervous about getting punked by this injury report. Like, oh, surprise, Armstead and Peter playing. Uh, you know what? I don't even know if Pete's that big of a deal. Like, you like, know? I, he, he was good in the past. I think he's more of a name right now. Okay. Like the the Armstead's way bigger deal than Pete. Okay, you think Armstead plays? No, I don't, guess think, I, I don't think either of them plays. How about uh, on the Niners side? Kittle goes for sure. I'm I'm fairly confident, but who How knows with him? I don't know if that matters. How about I hope, Joe Staley? I hope, he do- I hope he doesn't. We're expecting D Ford and Brita. We've already heard really positive things that D Ford yes. is coming back and yes. Matt Breed is coming back. Yep. And then so both teams have two pretty decent running backs, mm-hmm. some decent pass weapons. I think we're good. Saints lost uh, a couple of linebackers. They pulled uh, – did you see they signed uh, Manti Teo and his yep. uh, dead girlfriend? They brought <laughs> him back. She didn't die. <laughs> they brought him back. Yo, she did. Is that Manti happened? Teo's girlfriend died. Don't you remember? Like the, the real one? No. Manti Teo's imaginary girlfriend died, dude. He killed his imaginary girlfriend. Do you not remember this? Yeah, I don't remember her dying. I don't remember that part of it. 
Oh, well, he was getting catfished and he like oh, explained yeah, it yeah, away. She... He explained it away that she died. <laughs> you don't I remember forgot. this? I forgot about that part of it. <laughs> that was one of the most insane things that happened Shakua. in sports this last decade. If you're making a, a top 10 list of insane, absolutely leukemia? insane. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, man, if, you're making, <laughs> if you're making an insane sports stories over the last decade list, that's got to be top three, maybe one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, hopefully the uh, fact that Bree is back, you got some health coming back on your offensive line and Saints linebackers are struggling. Uh, that hopefully good things for the San Francisco offense. I would like to see them get over 20 and a half points. I got a bet on that team total over. Uh, and uh, yeah, I like your look on the full game over too. I fully subscribe to this. I think this is going to be a great game. Give me like 27, 24 Niners. And they get Can't 49 nothing. Niners for you. <laughs> Easy money. No, no. See, we don't we we don't want to tilt perception too much. Or actually do it. I do I in that case. Want to, I kind of want to fade the Niners will come playoffs. So I wouldn't mind an ass kicking here. Like a full on recreation of what they did versus the uh uh the Bengals week two would be great. That would be just great. Got it, but the Bengals that day. I do too. That makes two of us. <sighs> uh, yeah. <laughs> they lost 41 17, and it wasn't even that close. Nope. Um, why don't you set us up it? on the oh, battle another... for? Oh, this is a skipper. <laughs> this is the third of, yeah, a lot of them are early. This is the third of our four no thanks games. Cincinnati, isn't it at Cleveland? Yeah. Mistake yep. on the lake. Cincinnati putting Dalton back in. Not sure if that was you know, a flash that we're just getting, you know, a, a single game boost in morale for the team and they'll be back to their shitty ways. High winds are likely no AJ green again, and possibly Baker Mayfield injured. He said he's no wuss. He'll play, but he screwed his thumb up hitting it on Bud Dupree's helmet there. So I agree with that. And I mean, not only, and to say I won't bet this game is maybe an overstatement, but it's Wednesday. I don't know shit about the wind, the quarterbacks, and a lot of other things. This is just this is a hard pass right now. I can't uh, without the information. I can't make any action on this. What did you make of uh, just a just quick side note sidebar? We're gonna do a couple sidebars on these no thanks games. Uh, oh, uh, Beckham Jr. wants out of Cleveland. I think that's hilarious. Remember when they were going to win the, yeah, yeah. win the Super Bowl? Yeah, one and done in Cleveland. How about Freddie uh, Kitchens, one and done as well? He maybe. I would give him another year. Like I think people fire coaches too fast. Like, man, there's not a lot of good replacements. We I know. What, what are you going to do? You going to hire <laughs> Jeff gonna, Fisher? Who you, yeah, who are you going to get? Who are you gonna Mike McCarthy. You bring John Fox back in the league, Mike McCarthy. Oh my God! Yeah, let's give. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> you know that people Stop are going to kick those tires, man. Somebody's going to reach out to Tony Dungy. You know it. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move down the card. Oh shit! You. It's another one. This another is last, no thanks. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get to no thanks this one. We put them all um, together. Speaking of fired coaches, <laughs> Ron Rivera. <laughs> good. Good luck. He might find a job. That was out of left field. You think you you think he'll find a job? Yeah, someone will hire him. Year off, or do you think next year? Eh, it's tough to say. It depends what Black Monday looks like. I think there's a few. There'll be a few openings. I think he might okay. find himself a job. Okay. Um, I get why maybe, they maybe did New it. New York. I get. Yeah. 
<laughs> so somebody's got to take team. that mess of a job. Um, I would say that uh, Carolina made a good organizational decision long-term. I like what they're doing in terms of emphasizing um, a, what's, what's the right word? Like uh, an information and, um, you know, the, the decision-making protocol that is informed by um, analytics in a way that I think will help uh, your team play more effectively in the coming you know decade uh if they hire some you know some pieces around that franchise including a head coach who embraces that sort of decision making i think they're going to be much better off than the riverboat gambler that was ron rivera that said with all of the motivational stuff thrown up in the air with all of the weirdness going on with atlanta um and the fact that uh, these two teams played each other not all that long ago, and I was dead fucking wrong having back the Carolina Panthers in one of their worst performances of the season. God, I will uh, I be skipping that this one. <laughs> I lean that way. Somebody else, a friend of ours, bet that. I fully encouraged him. And yeah, that was a absolute shit show. Full, yeah, just everything you said more. The With the coach firing, not knowing what Atlanta's motivations are right now, the way they play up and down from week to week, hard pass for me. Same. Takes us to my neck. Your way. neck of the woods. My neck of the woods. That's from Caddyshack. Detroit coming down to Minnesota. Big favorite here. Is this the biggest one on the board? It's a little bigger than the Green Bay spread at a couple books. Pretty much 12 and a half, 13 across the board. I was more interested in this total. I took it early. It opened. I took an over in this early before they played the Monday game. It opened a couple points higher, but it came back down. I'm still sitting ahead of the market on this a little, but boy, do I still think this number might be kind of bad. Who uh... Detroit, it, it sucks again, getting a young quarterback on the road, just like we said about Locke and other quarterbacks earlier in the season. But it's kind of a freewheeling offense right now with some good receivers. And apparently they just said, fuck it. They were going to let this blow throw deep if he wants. And he doesn't have a bad deep ball. And Minnesota's secondary absolutely sucks. Like, there's nothing good to say about it. I mean, it might have got better when Rhodes got hurt. I have no idea how a player at the top of the game can regress that quick. But uh, uh, Vikings injuries kind of suck for this whole thing. Diggs, I think it's okay. Thielen, still regressing, but the Detroit secondary is not good either. Uh, Cook might be out, which might be lend itself for more more of a passing game, I guess. But it's not like Madison's a bad running back either. They have a good backup there. And maybe the fact that Cook is good and Madison looks just as good at times, it's, it's just a good scheme. Like the zone blocking scheme they employ, it, it seems like it doesn't matter if Cook is – cutting one way or the other he has space i to agree run. with this 100 he has a lot of space to run so i think he's freaking physical too he can run hard yeah minnesota at home should be able to put up some points here and their secondary is going to let some up this this feels like the first matchup from or, yeah, yeah. For detroit minnesota yeah they played each other earlier it was like yeah, 42 28 or something. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I saw this 42 and a half. I took it right away. It opened 44. I wouldn't have been surprised if that got bet up, but it still might. I still love this over. Mm-hmm. I think you, I think that was a good look. I agree with you on all these points. Uh, I think, uh, you definitely don't risk injuring Dalvin Cook again. Put him on ice for sure. No, uh, sure. Yeah, you have a playoff run here that you. 
kind of have to try to prepare for if his show, you don't want to do a James Conner where, yeah, let's start him. And then he gets smacked right away. And then he misses another week. Who, uh, what helps you the most? Uh, Cause the quarterback is still a, a question. There's not, a, there's no uh, fully public decision made on who's uh, being, who's going to take snaps here between David Blau an injured Jeff Driscoll or an injured Matt Stafford. Um, what, what's the, what's the best case scenario for you on the over? Uh, a wow. healthy, a healthy Driscoll. If, Dr- if Driscoll's, um, even though I've said good things just now about Blau throwing deep, like Driscoll with his mobility, he wasn't a bad quarterback. He was better than injured Stafford at that point. Like he's kind of squirrely with his mobility and that's what, and that's what led me to bet that under on the Thanksgiving game. I was betting on Driscoll playing and being hampered. Mm-hmm. And it sucked that uh, got the old switcheroony. Got the old switcheroony last week. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think uh, Blau or Driscoll, I'm fine with either. I really okay. don't think we see Stafford this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like your look. I didn't get on the early number. So I'm sitting here watching, rooting for points for you. Um, another one where I'm rooting for points. Seems is easy. the uh, AFC East tilt, the big AFC East tilt up in the Meadowlands. Uh, the fish, white hot off of a humongously important upset over the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, dude, do you think uh, Miami uh, season win total underbetters are in that same cold sweat that Niner underbetters were in a couple of years ago? That was you a couple of years ago. <laughs> that was me. Thankfully, I'm not on Miami under this year, but uh, they might just uh, might just do it. This is a big game for it. Um, right now, uh, the Jets are four and eight. The Dolphins are three and nine. Um, the Dolphins are frisky as hell. They're playing hard as hell for their coach. Um, they're much, much, much healthier. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is slinging the ball like a G. Um, the fish who are around from the Gase era likely bring their A game to New York to say, how do you do to Adam Gase? Um, Sam Darnold and company, this not, is our not fourth, the healthiest. fourth Fitzpatrick revenge game. Hat tip to whoever said that earlier. <laughs> is it only the fourth or is it more? It was probably more like he's played for everybody. Yeah, I'll have to go through and do the math on that because I feel like I would take the over four. Um, yeah, over but, four uh, and a half on that. The um, Darnold and company, I'm not 100% sure what happened last week. They really no-showed. I want to give a little credit to Cincinnati's defense has been playing better, at least tackling a little bit better. Um, I guess I expect that the Jets here put up in the 20s, which means Miami get us to also into the 20s to get at this total over 45. Um, did you bet this one it was 44 and a half or 45? I got a 44. It was 44 on Sunday. Mm, it was 44 on Monday. Yeah. Like, it, did, it, did, it, t- yeah it took a little action on Monday and into Tuesday. So it is up to 44 and a half, 45. So what's the case for the under? Because Miami is just playing full on chaos football. They are yeah. just, they, they're chucking it. They're through they're They are playing some of the most aggressive pass happy football I've seen ages. It's a joy to watch. It's fun the, to watch. I mean, it's, the, you get caught up in it. The case for the under is the Jets no show again. I mean, the Jets have nothing to play for right now. The, you know, they, they sit some players that are banged up. I don't know. Like, Miami's defense. 
Both, I mean, I'm going to say this, and what I'm going to say is regarding both secondaries. They're terrible. They're missing players. What's left? I mean, in Miami's case, they've traded their players away. In the Jets' case, they're all injured. The injury report for the Jets looks awful. You're going to have to start players that were on the practice squad in spots. I mean, that's been the case this year. They've had some pad injuries, especially in the secondary. Super beatable. Miami realized that, I mean, we don't want to talk about Lamar Jackson all year. Like the best player from Louisville last week was Devontae. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 150 some yards, couple touchdowns. Like, oh, yeah. no shit. Some he was beautiful really, he was, catches, too. It was really good. Weird. Yeah, some if, beautiful catches. He could have another monster game. That's my DFS must start of the week. I always mm-hmm. forget to throw those in because we don't care. But yep. uh, yeah, Miami has no pass rush. They got a little bit of action last week, but they had to use the blitz. If their blitz isn't working, there's going to be people wide open. Robbie might, Robbie Cool might uh, wreck some people. Yeah, both of these teams should get to 24. I don't understand why this total's low. I love it. It's on its way up. I'd still bet over 45. Um, are we nervous or at all worried that we are at the part of the Fitzpatrick life cycle where he turns into a pumpkin? Yeah, I mean, you always he's done just enough that. to get a job next season. Now is when he uh, kind of has he, he drops a he do, drops a, a deuce right on the field. <laughs> Does that impact the total either way? If he's given short fields to the Jets, no, he might. He might if he goes full. You know, the life cycle of the Fitzpatrick. If he hits the, his trough, I mean, he throws at least one pick six. So this could be like thirty six ten. Okay. Well, that gets it there, so that would be fine with me. Um, all right, just as long as it's not like thirty-five-nine, that would be a bummer. Um, Don't do that. Don't bring yeah. the evil on me. I, I you, did. You think at all about laying, uh, grabbing the points with Miami? I thought about it, but man, I, I just, I figure I'd just fade both secondaries. Okay. Yep. Agreed. Uh, why don't you tee us up down in the sunny Tampa Bay, Florida? Tampa Bay, yeah, going from the Meadowlands to beautiful Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, where Jameis, we teased this earlier, you might have your passing leader and interception leader. I've said nice things about Brissett all year, and yet I still took this under. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. I think Tampa has a really, really solid run defense. Maybe second behind the Jets as far as how I feel about it outside of just solid numbers. Brissett looked a little rough. He's looked a little rough. Hilton, I don't think Hilton plays. I think that makes a big difference. That sucks. They really they really didn't show how the defense can play against the Tennessee Titans. I think that was kind of a goofy game. I had that over. I was happy for some of those wonky plays, but Tampa doesn't have, you know, a Derrick Henry. They're not going to be able to – I don't understand how he does this at the end of every year. That guy just breaks for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. In the second half of the season, he breaks people. He is such a it's man. Crazy. He is a full-grown man. So um, 40, 49 – I didn't get the 49. I was pissed about that. But at 48 and a half, still a little high. I think this should be more of a 45-46 game. I took that under. It has ticked down a little, which makes me feel better about taking this. But this is one, too, where, you know, bad Jameis, if bad Jameis shows up, you're kind of playing with variance and that gets real fickle because he can throw an interception in the end zone 
and that's super <laughs> super good for the Thunder. Or he yeah. can throw an interception that ends up in the other end zone. That would be super bad. So I yeah. don't want good Jameis. I don't want bad Jameis. I want just okay Jameis. It's yeah. a good. It is a good defense, even on the road. <sighs> Hopefully, it rains. <laughs> I like those calls. Uh, I don't have a strong take on this one way or the other, but I like your underlook. Uh, the market obviously agrees with you, which is always fun, uh, especially this time of year, I feel like. Um, and yeah, Indianapolis has been getting it done on the ground. They are going up against one of the tougher run stopping units in the league. So that makes perfect sense to me that if you're asking Brissett to get this done, he's looks like to me, he's playing on a sprain, potentially torn MCL. Um, and, uh, I don't love the, uh, the weapons that he's throwing to at all right now, even against this really, really poor Tampa Bay secondary. So. Good deal. Um, good luck. Do you think uh, any? I mean, there's and there's really no point in keeping any hope alive for Indy at this point, right? Maybe. I mean, if they win this one, they're in position to get to the wild card. But like we said, and we'll we'll get to this game. Uh, Tennessee and Oakland play each other. Like Tennessee could have eight wins at that point. Oakland wins. Then you have, you know, Indy, Oakland win. You have a bunch of people stuck at seven and six. Like, it'll be really messy down the stretch for this AFC wildcard spot. And if Tennessee does win, it really puts the damper on anything Indy's trying to do. Mm-hmm. 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 Especially okay. Houston. Houston and, Houston and Tennessee are likely to win. That really kind of stops any momentum that Indy can have from even winning this week. I like it. Um, I made a play on this one after originally drawing a line through it. LA Chargers. I believe that they can win. I believe that they're not going to fuck this up. Uh, I laid the points. I laid three. I saw it dribbling up price-wise in terms of juice, and I was like, you know what? Like, I have, I have, I have them circled. This number's going one way. It's a three. It should be. Like like a six, in my opinion, based on uh, the strength of the Chargers right now and and the way that we're seeing the Jaguars defense play. Um, so I bet it. I bet the Chargers. I'll, I'll own this. <laughs> if it doesn't come through, I will be the stupid guy that bet the Chargers this week. Um, the Chargers have two dynamic running backs. Gordon and Eckler are both fresh, prime, dynamic, dangerous. Jags have been absolutely gashed on the ground. They can't stop anyone. Even Peyton Barber got traction last <laughs> week. This is this sets up perfectly to take a little bit of the pressure off Rivers. Uh, you don't have to ask him to be making these difficult throws over the middle with his dead arm in the first quarter. He's you know you take away one or two early turnovers from Philip Rivers, and all of a sudden the Chargers are world beaters. All of a sudden, they are winning this game easily. I think you put pressure on Gardner Minshew, who's being re-injected to the lineup. Uh, I love that uh, Derwin James is back on the field with the game of, under his legs. I thought the Chargers' defense played pretty well last week. They just got beat by an all-universe Cortland Sutton, who was you know, having the game of his life. Um, yeah, Chargers win this one in style, in my opinion. Is the, uh, is the stash going to ruin my Sunday? That is my only thing I'd be afraid of. He is... He has a very high rating on long passes. If he hits a couple bombs, you you might have a bad Sunday. But otherwise, he is wildly inconsistent. We saw that. You know, we rode the the 
the mustache teaser for a few weeks, but then he went out and had a stinker. He can completely have one of those games. And like you said, the Chargers are starting to get healthy, getting a really big piece back in Derwin James. It's super important. It is a road game, but do the Chargers really have home games? So I don't, I don't mind this look at all. I faded Jacksonville last week, and I mean we we saw how that went before they put Minshew in. That was an embarrassing game for a while. Like I was more than happy to fade Jacksonville. I just have shied away from Chargers games this year with the their level of inconsistency and the the. Well, I mean, what are your policies yeah. like this? Five. <clears throat> I have it 5.3 on a neutral. So you're cooler on the charges than I am. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm cold on the Jags right now. I, they've, they've fallen farther faster than any and team that's in the NFL for me. Over the I don't know. How, I don't know how I trust my, my actual power numbers on this one with the change at quarterback. And then you know, some of the things happening in, in uh, LA with the, Getting Derwin James back, I think. Can you really upgrade a, a full team's power number just for one defensive player? And maybe the answer is yes with him, just as bad as some of the uh, replacement level players are. Mm-hmm. So, pass yeah. for me, but uh, I, I get where you're coming from. Okay. And uh, the only other thing is Chargers are back to back roadies here. And again, Chargers feel like Chargers feel like the spoiler. Over these last four weeks, yeah. Honestly, any team with Chargers on your on your uh, like um, schedule, like the Vikings, like the Raiders, like the Chiefs, like yep. Chargers are gonna make you. Well, make they you could angry. end up eight and eight. Would not surprise me. Yeah, right. That would be super funny. Actually, it would be. It would be. Yeah. Anyway, Ooh, was this a skip Sa- one? Save Anthony Lynn his job for another season. Kansas City, New England. No, I played this, man. I know, this I'm is not a skip this one. Is this a skip? No, thanks. Kansas City, New England. Kansas. This is the one we talked about on Sunday. Like earlier, like preseason, you circle this. Like, oh man, this is going to be for the conference. This is such a big game. It's still a big game. They're both still division leaders. Somebody's dropping a game. New England can't afford to, and they've got the Bills right on their right on their tail. They can't afford to drop this game. Kansas City, you know, also you don't want to because their shot at getting a bye is slim to none, and losing mm-hmm. here would would pretty much put the needle on none. I played the <laughs> yeah. I played it with the potent Kansas City offense and Captain Tom Cool. I still played the under here. Forty nine was a bit much for me. I thought uh, Pat smart coaches run the ball against KC. The Patriots can run the ball. Their receivers are dropping everything. Tom's a little inconsistent. And they have a halfway decent push up front. While maybe not great in pass protection sometimes, I still think they will absolutely be able to run the ball. Hopefully it's a Pats, you know, time of possession control game. New England's run defense has looked a little better too. So unless Kansas City is just scorching these good, you know, they have good corners. This whole defense is kind of coming together. I don't know if you, you you know maybe it's a buy low spot in this defense after what what happened with uh, the Texans. This defense is still good. That was just a, that was a bad game. That was a, our, our boy Bill O'Brien. Good scheme. It worked out for him. The, the rush yep. defense is improving. The front line, the front seven is improving, and the secondary is still great. They can keep this Kansas City offense under wraps and probably 
play, you know, keep away with just running the ball a ton. So 49 was an under look for Andy. I dig you. I dig that a lot. Um, and I thought long and hard about joining you on this under, but in the end, I took a position on the Patriots at minus three, minus one Oh five. I figured that was the bottom. That was the bottom of the market. That's the lowest we're going to see. I grabbed it. I think the Patriots are a perfect matchup for this chiefs team. Perfect. They have speed in their secondary that can meet and match the speed in the Kansas city wide receiving core. They put together the blueprint for how you contain Mahomes. You keep him in the pocket. You don't let him uh, extend plays by rolling out, like by uh, by getting his uh, uh, his wheels on and uh, letting his receivers run on muck downfield. You keep him. You contain him, and you make him throw precision passes. You make him throw to receivers who are you know who are covered up top and and uh, and down low, and uh, you keep him on the sidelines. By playing ball ball control, by milking the clock, by running it down their throats. I think we saw signs of that from New England last week against Houston early in the game, and then they put it back in their back pocket to save it for KC. Uh, I don't think New England threw the game last week. That's not what I'm implying at all. I just think they thought they could get it done a different way. I thought they could, they thought they thought they could get it done with short passing attack precision. Uh, passing game, but the timing between Brady and his receivers was not nowhere to be found until late in the game, uh, where Brady kind of uh, re- um, reverted back to just targeting Edelman and James White over and over again. Um, but I think that approach works here. I think if you have 20 targets to James White and Edelman in this game, you're Tom Brady and Patriots are winning easily. I think if you have um, a heavy rushing attack with uh, kind of your fresh legs in your running back uh, room right now, you're playing keep away and keeping Mahomes on the sidelines. Um, even if it is a relatively, um, you know, even if you are playing from ahead, if your defense is dictating the way that this game is going, um, you have Andy Reid to bungle the end of game situations in a way that uh, I'm not really worried about uh, Casey coming back and winning. Uh, Casey is a great team. Don't get me wrong. They're a great offense. If I'm picking a quarterback right now to start my franchise, it's Pat Mahomes. I don't know. I'm not thinking twice about it, but, New England is set up perfectly to stop these guys, perfectly to fuck them up, and uh, give me Patriots minus three in this one. Yeah, you think I'm going to be disappointed in the Pats? I bet I bet against them. I think four weeks in a row. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I don't have a good feeling. Finally flipping. If they can keep play, if they can play keep away and get get pressure on Mahomes, keep him. I mean, you don't want to flush the guy from the pocket. It's almost like Rodgers. You want to keep, yeah, you you want to keep, you want to keep contain on the edges, want to keep him in the pocket and just rely on, if you get sacks, you want them to be coverage sacks. And I think they can do that. I don't, I don't mind that look. Okay. Fingers crossed. It's a nervous one, man. Nervous. Don't don't be nervous. All you can do is bet them and let the games play out. That's a great point. Um, Another one I'm a little nervous about. I took the Cardinals here on the money line against Pittsburgh Steelers. I just, I can't, I think if I look at the 14 weeks that we've been betting in the NFL to this point this season, I don't think there's any team I bet against more than Pittsburgh. And I don't think it's close. Yeah. I really I don't think mine. it's close. Um, I, 
am I was as as Pittsburgh was sealing the win against a Cleveland team that I bet on last week. I was looking. I was like, God damn it! I hope they're on the road next week. I cannot wait to bet against them. Even this is before uh, we saw the the misery that played out in Arizona with the Rams just utterly bleeding them. Um, I was ready to go. I'm ready. To, I was ready on Arizona then. I'm ready now. I got I think, a very good price. I got a very good price. Um, Kyler Murray in Arizona, I think, can put pressure on this Pittsburgh defense. This Pittsburgh defense is great. They're great. They're clearly one of the top five in units in the, in the league. No doubt about it. Um, they do have a matchup advantage with uh, their pass rush against Arizona's offensive line right now. Um, but I still am not in any way, shape, or form sold on Duck Hodges. Is it going to be Duck Hodges? Because somebody has Rudolph up. It's going to be Hodges, right? I assumed it would be. That's what I, I guess it doesn't matter to me for my handicap. Doesn't really matter to me either. I don't think either of these Pittsburgh quarterbacks is going to be effective moving the ball. I think even if it is Hodges, if he did show some friskiness uh, at home against Cleveland last week, um, those balls that he was putting up were absolute prayers. They were prayers. He, if, if the Cleveland defense was prepared for that, if they were uh, playing eyes wide open, they pick him off three, four times in that game, and it's a totally different complexion of a game. Cleveland no-showed uh, and uh, never adjusted at halftime, which is what you get when you have a young, inexperienced coach uh, leading the charge for you. Um, and I think Arizona, with a week of film on Hodges, is going to be able to really you know, stymie this guy. Um, I love the fact that you still have some injuries and some missing pieces uh, for the Pittsburgh offensive line. I love that uh, Chandler Jones is going to be getting after the young quarterback and making his life a long, long day on Sunday. And I think uh, Arizona gets a win and uh, gives Pittsburgh trouble here in their hopes to qualify for that sixth spot in the playoffs. Yeah. Is there a better way to attack this game? No, I, I, I waffled. I ended up on the under, but for a lot of the same reasons, Pittsburgh, and I bet against Pittsburgh last week, didn't work out. I don't understand how they scored. Missing your center, banged up running back, missing a star receiver. Cleveland just has me flummoxed this year. They can. That's why it was a skip game, because fuck Cleveland. I don't know what to make of that team. Like They, they were the better team last week. You're playing against a guy whose name's Duck. Like He was just throwing stuff up. And it was working out. I don't understand that one either. And Cleveland should have been able to score more. I guess I do have to give Pittsburgh's defense credit. They played great. I expect the same this week. Like you said, there's probably a matchup advantage for both defensive lines. I think mm-hmm. maybe I always say this, and it never it always loses by the hook. But sack sack total over because Chandler <laughs> Jones and then man, the the outside the edge T.J. Watt and Chandler Jones are going to put pressure oh on. Uh, put they're going for that DPOI. They're trying to steal it from. Uh, uh, our boy Cameron Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, and just we went over this earlier in the season with how many guys Pittsburgh has that have like I mean at that point there's a bunch of guys that had like six, seven sacks. Just anybody on the edge in Pittsburgh has been getting there and getting home. Even with Kyler Murray being pretty elusive, uh, it's a bad matchup with that offensive line. The only problem would be maybe Arizona secondary, but Again, it's Duck Hodges. I think under 43 and a half was a good look here, and that's what I took. I like your look, too. I feel like I'm going to regret this because this is this is going to be like that Pittsburgh Rams game where it's just it's a, it's a messy low spot for field goals. For sure. Yeah. 
it's a buy low spot in Arizona, right? I, I feel that way. Um, is it? Uh, are we missing? Is this like the teaser leg of the week? I'll probably have a plus teaser. two and a half. Yeah, if it stays <laughs> there, if it, if it stays there, I'll probably have a teaser. What's the uh, what's the right partner for this? Unfortunately, oh, yeah. Houston used to be a perfect partner for this, but it's up to nine and a half. Yeah, you never worry about the partner. You worry about it later on. Well, okay, okay. I mean, there, there's a couple. Um, I said we're skipping it, but Cleveland minus eight. That's not the worst. I don't love to play that. Um, I probably won't put Oakland in just because I'm I'm not eh, – maybe. It, it might be Arizona-Oakland. Although road dogs are kind of the worst way to go. San Francisco plus two and a half. That's not a bad yeah. for a teaser. There's a, there's a few legs. I'm going to find something. If uh, if money comes in on Seattle, Rams teaser leg, there's a lot of ways to look at it. Hmm. Maybe Rams? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No, it's not. That's not going back. No way. You're not going to be able to get Rams. I know. Back. I, I, yeah. <clears throat> wanted to. It doesn't um, feel like it's going to. No. 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 That, that, that ship is sailed. <clears throat> Set us up uh, for your favorite handicap of the week. Is it? I'm guessing this is your favorite handicap of the week. Which one are we on? I, you were way ahead of it. You were way ahead of this move. Oh, Tenny, Tenny, Oakland. Yeah, only totals this week so far. That's why I need to have a teaser or maybe end up betting the Rams like I want to. Man, this was Tennessee. It's Tennessee. Everything I said about New York and Miami, same thing. Bad secondary and hurt. Boy, they're, they're, I don't know whose injury report looked worse today, Wednesday. The Tennessees or the Jets. They, yeah, this is going to be a problem. Gross. Um, we've, we've kind of alluded to the fact that Oakland's pass game is conservative and they do throw short a lot, but, and if both of these quarterbacks can score when they're not under too much pressure, I don't, I don't love either defensive line. I don't love the secondaries, but I'm not, I'm not super in love with the quarterbacks. They do have weapons. They both have some decent running backs. They've had kind of a no name. I don't want to say like full no name, but. These aren't like super household names. Some of the some of the receivers here, but they've had some good years, and uh, the whole t- injecting Tannehill into this offense—it's been. I mean, they're seven and five. Uh, I think AJ Brown is clearly in your he, top tier of wide receiver ones now. He, he kind of is. Like AJ Brown's kind of a stud. Oakland found themselves a stud of a tight end and a great running back. Oakland has some offensive pieces. Oakland might be frisky next year. With a few more extra pieces on that, uh, I mean, they need some help on both sides of the ball. But Oakland's surely live for a playoff spot next year. And technically, if they win this game, they're very live for a wild card right now. So this is this is kind of an elimination game, especially for Oakland. I think we see some offense here. I took the over 46.5. That's been bet up since. I don't know where it's at right now. Total 47. 47. 47 and a half at Chris. So, yeah, it's going. Tennessee. More than happy. If you're Tennessee, are you trying, now that you have kind of this diverse way of attacking people, now you have a balanced offense. If you're Tennessee, are you trying to hit Oakland through the air or are you trying to beat them to death with Derrick Henry? I think same as last week, just a little bit of both. Okay. Oakland has a beatable secondary as well. But I mean, they're 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 going to give them a steady diet of Derrick Henry, which 
we've shown that defenses get uh, what was the thread today? Defense defense is getting tired, doesn't matter. But yeah. tackling Derrick Henry multiple times can't be fun anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, did you do dude, anything here? I know I'm don't just talking about I, NBA. I swear to God. No, no, no. That's usually what happens when you say, dude, oh, the Clippers aren't going to cover. Uh, no, Clippers buried me last night. I had the Trailblazers. Um, Tennessee, I'm comfortable kind of looking at the futures market for them more so than getting involved in game by game at this point. Um, I'm shocked that the market isn't supporting them more in the futures, but uh, I guess their their schedule is a hair tougher having go to, having to play New Orleans. Um, I was oh duding the AJ Brown was the fourth wide receiver taken in the draft this year. If you would have made me guess, I wouldn't have said fourth. I'd have said like sixth. Oh, <laughs> you knew he was down there. He was fifty uh, first overall, second round pick. Yeah, he kind of got um, he slid. He slid, yeah. Um, Mark Hollywood Brown went first. Keel Henry second. Ooh, I get some Belichick, breaking, the breaking Belichick news. Early wide receiver kiss of death. What? The Colin Kaepernick workout ended up getting uh, someone an NFL job. It just uh, wasn't. It wasn't Kaepernick. It wasn't Kaepernick. Oh, no. Who was it? it Who was, was the, it was one of the receivers he was throwing to. He got it. He got signed by Washington. It's like insulting. Oh, no. It's hilarious. Oh, man, yuck! <clears throat> Don't need that story recircling. I, I, we can move on. We can close that chapter. We can move on. Um, yep. Seattle, LA Rams. Let's let's hit the primetime spot here. Seattle is all anyone really wants to talk about right now. They keep winning these close games. And lo and behold, looking at this spread, if you remember earlier this season up in Seattle, all expectation is this is going to be another close game. The Rams got right last week. Two weeks ago, they were the darling of the betting public, and the Ravens hung a 45-burger on them. I think they scored six straight touchdowns on six straight touchdown drives. To open the game, uh, and uh, they were root route. They were just fully embarrassed. Pants pulled down on on primetime television. Uh, Rams back on primetime now. Second primetime game against the Seattle. That first one was what Thursday night football. That was the weird one where we were all about that over, and the under just kept getting money, kept getting money, kept getting money, and the over hit. The second half over hit. Everything hit. Um, that was a fun game. That was back in October. I remember. Um, Again, under money showed up on this one after a head fake to the over. Um, I'm not playing the total. I played the Rams. I think the Rams are in great shape to get a win against Seattle and company. I love the way they match up right now. I love the way that uh, they have gotten healthy quietly. Um, And I like the adjustments that Sean McVay made in the wake of that beat down at the hands of the Ravens. Uh, I think uh, the Rams can play from ahead in this one. Uh, I think the coaching staff in Seattle is missing out on their opportunity to be aggressive early in games, to score points early and put pressure on teams in a way that takes pressure off Russell Wilson. And I think that that kind of mentality of we are going to establish the run at all costs in the first half of games 
uh, is a huge problem. And they may be, maybe, you know, Pete Carroll obviously knows his team well. He may be trying to keep his defense from being exposed. Um, but this Rams defense, I find to be a hell of a lot harder to move the ball against than the Vikings that they just played on Sunday, on Monday night. Um, and I think the, the Seahawks really, you know, like even in scoring what they scored against the Vikings, I thought were underwhelming. I thought they should have won that game more convincingly. I didn't think they should have been down at halftime. Uh, and uh, if they trot out the same tired approach in this game against the Rams, they're in trouble. I got to say. I think the Rams dictate this wire to wire and I like them on the money line. I got it when it was plus money. It's still relatively favorable to bet them. Uh, you can get minus one at plus one one right now. Uh, are you with me on the Rams or is this another opportunity to get your heart broken at the hands of Russell Wilson this season? Yeah, I mean, probably I want to bet. See it. Fuck, I'm betting the Rams. I'm with you. Yeah. You've given me the confidence. It is Rams. a Rams. It is nice. You know what? It's not a Jared Goff get right game. It's not Team a Ram Seattle. Rod. It's not a T. It's not a Seattle or a, a Rams defense get right game. It's a McVay get right game. Like this is this is where this is where he's back. He's back one of a handful of coaching staffs. He has a coaching advantage over. Yes, he is. This is a get <laughs> a get right game for him. Man, if if Seattle's Seattle can't continue to punt on fourth and one from like the mm. opposing thirty-seven and get away with it every week, mm-hmm. being ten and two, you know, there's a lot of arguments on Twitter. There's some really good discussion with some really good arguments a few different ways, but just I, I, this is going to catch up with them. Whether they're the kind of team that should be in close games because they're not that good. Or they're a and this is what we kind of settled on. We think Seattle is a very good team who's poorly coached, poorly run, and they should be a lot better. And they're ending up in these close games because of poor coaching decisions, and those sort of things catch up to them. My numbers make this. I mean, it, it makes it so the Rams should not be a, a dog. Right, right. I have them, that, that was I have them, that was fortunate to get that plus money money line. Yeah, I, I have like them. That was gift. Rated dangerously similar. In fact, I have the Rams rated just a titch higher. The Rams should be three point favorites. Yeah, in right. in my book, and to get anything close to a pick them right here feels like a win. What did you grab? I feel like I'm getting plus one oh five. Yeah, um, looks like I can still get a minus one oh five on the pick them. Yeah, there you go. If that's available, I'm, gonna, I'm actually I'm gonna assume, I'm assume if I, I see minus right one of six is around. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look around a little for that. I the think best I number was the opener. Bit. I was waiting for the opener and I slept in, I guess, because it was opened up plus one twenty three. Uh, I got Jesus. it after it steamed a little. I know, sugar. Um, sugar. <laughs> it looks like I can still get a minus one hundred five at a few places. So I think okay. I'm getting involved just straight up with the Rams. I'm putting it okay. putting in the hopper, as you say right now. It's cool. it's it's three points of value. I right. I have them similarly rated. Let's hop. Um, great pod. That was great. I think we Probably did very. I think ever. we did due diligence to this uh, Sunday slate. Great. This might be the best one of the season. To be honest with you. This might be the best all season. I love a ton of these games. I'm going to be watching a stupid amount of football on Sunday. If um, I have, I have what seven totals bet, and now a side, 
If I get, uh, <laughs> you're gonna get to nine. If I get the teaser, that'll be my biggest week ever. Yeah, uh, you're not betting Monday night, right? Or do you have an angle? Oh, what is the Monday night game? I didn't have anything on Monday. I, I oh. thought about the over, but when they pulled the uh, switcheroo from Dimes to Manning, I I okay. killed that. If 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 Philly money keeps showing, I'm you gonna might have bet, to bet New York Giants, right? I'm gonna bet a well. Here's here's my angle. Oh right yeah, really really quick. I have a fun one for this one. Giants Eli, money line plus three fifty. <laughs> no, that's not terrible either. But the, so it'll be a forty six in the total. So start doing some math. What's half of forty six? Is twenty three. Yeah. Giants team total over 17 and a half or something. Yeah. Okay. I feel you uh, against that secondary. Yeah. Like try to keep them from scoring 20. Like Philly might win the game. Philly might not cover. Like uh, I love, I probably love getting 10 points at the giants. I might not bet it just cause it's the giants, but giants team total over that secondary is so putrid right now. Eli's going to come out winging it cause he doesn't give a fuck. T rash. Yep. So okay. I'm pretty excited cool. about uh, maybe cool. maybe getting involved with some Giants money on Monday. We'll touch on that Sunday night. Cool. Sounds good. Andy, enjoy the week of anticipation for this spectacular week 14 card. 